Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Terry Alderton, friend of the show, comedian, yeah. former South End keeper. And we had a lovely we had a little bit of, of international yeah. league rivalry <laughs> that kicked in. And Terry gave us some impressions. That, yeah. was, uh, that was good. Uh, we also um, uh, talked about football shirts this afternoon. The classic we? shirts and the memories yeah. attached to them and which ones we wanted. There's a new podcast yeah. uh, which is out at the moment do, doing that. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about yeah, uh, various stuff. things, didn't we, along the way? Um, and also, uh, you told us about a job that was going in the uh, world. Uh, of- uh, AFC in- filed, I've got a job going, Paul. Yeah. We, we didn't know who it was suitable for, but maybe, maybe the listeners will want yeah. to apply. So, uh, that's pretty much it. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. I uh, went to Torquay United v Maidenhead I know. on we Saturday. Spoke to the manager Sorry. yesterday. Maidenhead v Torquay United. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Very kind of you to get Gary Johnson, my absolute hero <laughs> of all time, the man who I love yeah. and would leave my complete family for on yesterday when I couldn't speak to him. Yeah. Thank, thank you for that. Just first off. Well, we didn't want the whole chat to get too talky. It would have been. It might, really. have, got a bit, it might have got very talky. Very talky, yeah. Yeah. yeah In yeah, the eighth yeah. minute, there was a, a whoever. <laughs> turned on the ball and he showed, but no, and I, is there I, such a thing as too much, too much talking? Yeah, I, th- well, I don't I think, think there is. I think we're kind of reaching that point now. Um, <laughs> the National Obsession podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, um, not a talky podcast. Not a talky so. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was at the game and uh, I was having a wee half time. Oh, yeah. We were four nil up. You know. So you treat yourself to a cruising, wee. Cruising, treat myself to a wee. You get that fourth guy, so you know what, I'll treat myself to a wee. <laughs> Lovely. I'll actually use the facilities. I won't just say it to the bloke in front of me. You want to step forward, just mate? Just open your pocket. Like, used, like people used to do in the yeah, 70s. Dreadful, yeah. yeah. So I went yeah. for a wee. It's true, kids, they did. It was disgusting. Horrible, wasn't it? Horrible. Yeah. Went for a wee. Bloke came in uh, next to me, in the cubicle next to me. Charlie Baker. I went, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you not literally the cubicle, you mean the trough. The trough, you mean he's yeah. He's stood you know, next year. He's yes. not. It's made in Ed Paul. He's not banging on the wall. <laughs> it's not like one of these Japanese toilets that cleans <laughs> cleans your bottom. <laughs> okay. It's maidenhead away, Paul. That would be a talking point, though, wouldn't it? If it's maidenhead, we, we can't afford. We can't afford a striker this season because we bought some Japanese toilets. But you know, it'd be lovely at half time. Yeah, oh, you're only allowed to use them if you're four 0 up. Yeah, that's <laughs> of course. Uh, you, Charlie Baker, I went. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I'd recognise you. And I went, I hope from my face, 
<laughs> You've been waiting to do that one for years, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. And I was, and all I thought was, did he get a laugh? You, it's a good have, line. It's a good line. Yeah. You know, he laughed. He did laugh. Okay. He did laugh. But, uh, <laughs> but I did think, what a funny thing to say. People must get it all the time. I mean, yeah. I'm not in any way famous, but but uh, you must have had it. People coming up to you in the flanks at the in latrines the, in the toilets. It's like you sort of want to go. Just leave people. At, I had a wee with Bernard Breslau once. But, did you uh, really? But I didn't say. I was only a young man, so I didn't say you Bernard Breslau. You didn't have a chat. Well, you no, knew no. it was Bernard. I mean, what's the point of opening with that anyway? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we can always revisit. You Bernard it Breslau. It is a rich scene. Um, <laughs> flanks at the latrines because. Yeah. You know, they're kind of a captive audience, aren't exactly. they? Whoever, well, the, whichever celebrity you're standing next to, yeah, is kind of a captive audience. So, that you know, and, and unless they've got incredible control, they'll have to <laughs> get through the process while you're asking exactly. them name questions or saying, "I loved you in," and uh, yeah. what was so and so like? Sort of things, leave, leave it until at least till I'm washing my hands. Yeah, you know. And then Saturday night I did a gig. I'll say the other thing is, oh, you yeah. see someone famous is immediately thrust their hand out, but neither of you in a position to do that. Not in a pandemic. Until until you've obviously you you've washed your hands. But anyway, we can flanked at the latrines. If you want to return to that, okay. Charlie's kicked it off. If if you have found yourself in that situation with a celebrity and uh, and, and had a bit of a chat, and then um, I did a gig Saturday. No, maybe the celebrity chatted to you because there is that. Well, yeah. If you've got two men in a loo, I asked Gareth Bale's dad at the football writers whether he was leaving. Oh, did his you? dad? His dad sort of was a bit non-committal. Mm. I said, I'm, I said, I'm a Spurs fan. Is Gareth going? And uh, he said, Well, you're not. He was just—he just didn't give much away. I think you, I, was, I think you said too much. I don't think men should speak yeah. in the toilets. I think it's private time, Paul. Yeah, but this private, was it. Private, I wasn't being a journalist. Time. Far All from right. it. All right. It was. This was just me. Just I was interested I, right. as, a, as a Tottenham fan. But, okay. Uh, anyway, look. Yeah, uh, yeah, if you yeah, have sure. been, let us know. The other thing we want to hear from you on. So we didn't get round to yesterday. Was um, there was all sorts of comparisons to the size of Andorra, and the, it continues the conversation. We'll pick up on it later. Should the minnows be playing the big boys? Is it all a waste of time? Yeah. It's one of the reasons why they're looking at this World Cup every two years, which is an absolute disastrous idea that, as you'll discover later, is almost certainly going to happen. So so get used to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they were comparing the size of Andorra. Um, Charlie White in The Sun said um, it's about the same size as Burton-on-Trent. Oh, right. So that's one way of comparing yeah. it. His, his colleague, Dave Kidd, um, said uh, it's a nation little bigger than Camberwick Green. <laughs> so it did get me thinking about some of the great derbies. Yeah. You might be able to have. Um, I mean, the I suppose the Trumpton, Trumpton. I mean, you've got Pew Pew, Barley McGrew, Cuthbert, Dibble, Grub. We've all yeah. got. We've got all those guys. We know that they're there. Do you mean they, that's the five aside team? It's but the, I mean, first names on they, the team sheet, Paul. Yeah, I think they'd have to be, wouldn't they? But I bet it goes <laughs> no. off when Trumpton play oh, Campbell yeah, Green. But you can't believe it, can you? The ultras there. Yeah. In the windmill. Windy Miller, yeah, there you know he'll have played from in the past. He always but... gets a wide berth on the terraces, <laughs> old Windy, doesn't he? So if you want to just yeah. bring to life some uh, well, some fictional derbies, we were uh, discussing um, uh, Postman Pat the uh, Fireman Sam, and yeah. Paul, how that you know it's Ponty Pandy Ponty versus Pandy v, uh, what's uh, where, where does Postman Pat Postman do his Pat? thing? Oh, we never. We it's Greendale, isn't Greendale, it? Greendale, Pon- the Greendale Ponty Pandy derby. Yeah. Notoriously goes off. Ponty bring a lot with them, didn't they? They get (laughs) they they get ailed up. They do. Norman Price and the lads. Yeah, Ponty. They just (laughs) oh, it's Ponty next week. They go oh no, not all the pubs are boarded up. It's one of them, isn't it? So anyway, if you want to imagine what goes on in these fictional derbies, as well as being flanked at the latrines, talksport.com, text eighteen eighty nine, tweet ts h and j. We'll throw a third one in, shall we? Why Why not? not? Keep them busy. Too many, so we don't get any answers. Um, uh, We've seen the. 
the well the two Spurs boys and quite possibly Davos and Sanchez who also went off to play for Colombia um, they're going to probably get fined when they get back mm-hmm. from um, from Argentina they were told not to go well they, 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 well they were they were asked they were asked uh, politely not to go but they wanted to turn out for the nation and look that's their prerogative but um, most players didn't go and look at the chaos that ensued the other day but um, you were looking Charlie for stories that kind of went all that but I went anyway. Yeah, we'd, lo- so we'd love were- the, the answer to be, but I went, I'm told not to go, but I went anyway. But I went anyway. Yeah. And what what were the repercussions? Maybe yeah. uh, the Celso, et cetera, they'll be sitting there today thinking, well, maybe there's a good outcome to this. I don't know. But what was the outcome when you went anyway? Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. With the Spurs trio of, of uh, Giolo Celso, Christian Romero and Davison Sanchez, it possibly being fined when mm. they return from Croatia. They've gone to Croatia to do a 10-day training camp. The Spurs, hopefully this, like a Spurs boot camp. Yeah. They send Ant Middleton over. <laughs> that's how I make them pay. Don't fine them. That's just money, isn't it? That's easy. Yeah, if you, easy, if you easy. Send over a real proper Sergeant SAS major. guy. Yeah. A real old school just gets them running right, up your heels. That's in, it. In your Spurs kit. And a hood on your over your head. That'd be great. An old trainer from the seventies. <laughs> that would be marvelous. Right, running. All yeah. you're doing is running for ten days in the Croatian sun. But anyway, um, it did lead Charlie on to the story that uh, goes along the lines of "But I went anyway." Yes. Because they were told not to go, but they went anyway. Yes, Dean in Basingstoke's been on six years ago when Chelsea won the league. I was told by my wife not to go to the celebration parade as she gave birth a couple of weeks before to her first child and didn't want me to get too drunk. Fast forward 12 hours, <laughs> I've fallen off a table, impaled my leg on a metal fence and spent the week in a London hospital. <laughs> then he adds she, rather... She super- went anyway. Yeah. I went anyway. He then adds rather superfluously... <laughs> She was not impressed. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, really, Dean. <laughs> really, Dean. We've had quite a few of those over the years say, we're not together anymore. You get, I hope, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, hope yeah, you are. I hope yeah. you patched it she up. She left me three your years later. Yeah. And your relationship. Uh, also, um, we asked you about being flanked at the latrines, actually, mm, yeah. because Charlie was there the other day and came out with a rather good line. Why don't you reprise it, Charlie? Because oh, well, Terry's <laughs> waiting here from us. So, uh, flanked at the latrines by a fella, wasn't you? He went, are you Charlie Baker? I, and I said, yeah. And he went, Oh, I thought I recognised you. I said, I hope from my face. That's good. Come on. This is what we'll they take want. That. We'll take that. He'll be using it his next gig. <laughs> uh, joining us now. And in fact, to tell us about his next gig is our old mate, uh, former South End keeper, comedian, friend of the show, um, Terry Alderson. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, young men. How are we? That's yeah, a good line. Good. Did you hear Charlie's line there? It was a good line. This is a very good line. I've used it many, many times. Ah, <laughs> oh, he always <laughs> says that. That's a good line. It's very good, Charlie. Yeah, thank you. Charlie's one of the best, remember? Charlie's very much one of the best. Oh, well, he certainly nice. is. It's nice of him, isn't it? Have, you, nice uh, him. have you been um, Have you been flanked at the latrines? Has anybody in, in, indulged you in a bit of conversation, or maybe you've 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 had you've started the conversation with somebody more famous than you? You've you've stood next to. I'll tell you what I did do, actually, funny enough. I went I went and did a voiceover that I do quite regularly, and my producer reminds me of this person, and we mm-hmm. chatted about it, and I said, you sure he's not your dad? Anyway, lo, I went down to, um, lo and behold, I went down to uh, Carnaby Street in London, mm-hmm. and then only when I bumped into the said man, which was Michael Palin. Oh, and wow. I, I saw him, and I thought, oh, man, I, I can't go up to him. And I went to my wife, I went, I've got to go up to him. And I had a blooming South End shirt on. Believe it or not, oh, right? Bad luck. It was more of a it was more of a hoodie sort of wet top kind of thing. And um, 
I said, look, I'm really sorry. And he was with a guy and I've had people do that to me. And I'm like, really, really sorry, fella. Um, me being the one that they don't recognise, having to have Tim Vine go, can you take this photograph? <laughs> um, and I went up to him and I went, um, I hate to say this, but I had to say hello. And you know when you're desperate for them to be nice as well, you're thinking, please be the Michael Palin I wish you are going to be. And he yeah. was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, oh lovely. That's lovely. great, isn't it? Little, little word on Southend, uh, Terry. You told yeah, me you, you told me you were going to walk the league, big club, too, too big for the division. Going to just walk. There's going to turn <laughs> national league. All they days, have to yeah. do is turn up in the national league, and they'll yeah. they'll absolutely walk it. Currently, thirteen five Ooh. points, not going well, great. It's that struggling. Tough period of adjustment, not struggling. in Kansas anymore. Toto, know, isn't it? We've seen it with teams like oh, Stoke in the struggle. championship. It's not easy. No, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna knock me down, both you, or you're gonna let me get work. <laughs> right, let me just tell you this. Right, first off the bat, we're we're three places higher than you, Baker. Yeah. Right, I think you're seventeen. <laughs> you're not. You can't hurt and, me. You uh, can't hurt not, me. <laughs> I know you. You're used to. It. You've been further down, but I'll tell you this. I don't think I ever said we were going to walk it. Did, did I? Yeah, champions elect. You said. Said e- text, e- easy, easy peasy. You said. Did he really say these things, yeah. Charlie? You he g- he genuinely said all this. Said right. going to walk it. But you have got texts. You've got texts to prove it. I know, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> but it's I'll, early days. Early days, Terry. You know, it's, it's uh, early days. Oh, it's early days. It is. Yeah. Now you are doing uh, a gig uh, for a fine cause in the company of some excellent oh. comedians. Can I tell you this, right, straight off the bat? This is, um, I mean, Charlie will back me up on this. So it's for, uh, it's an aid of the UCLH Children's A&E department. Basically, what they're doing is they're going to put in some nice soft plays and, you know, little art stations and stuff for the kids to play. Obviously, oh, not great. feeling great, having to go to hospital, you know, A&E. And all. So it's a lovely cause. Mm. Um, it's on the 21st of September, uh, 7.30. And this is the bill, right? This is the bill. Believe this. This is unbelievable, right? This is all for £17.50, people, right? Okay. Shepard Paul Sandy, mm-hmm. Sean Walsh, mm-hmm. Adam Buxton, Bob Mills, Felicity Ward, Tony Law, and some bloke called Terry Alderton. Oh, that's, that's a good lineup. Yeah. It's a very, yeah. very good lineup indeed. Really, really is. All headliners point. in their own right, indeed. Terry, I would say. They yeah. are. It's a really energetic, nutty night, that is. I mean, you know, me and Tony Law are probably going to put people into, into care. Yeah, I mean, it's going to yeah. be. The, they're going to be leaving the place. Going, Terry, Terry that. used to be an absolutely brilliant comedian. <laughs> oh, he's oh, got it in for you to now, hasn't he? Cole? That National League bite to it that you never had before. He's a, Felicity Ward is one of the best out there in the whole world. She's, oh, a, she's absolutely well, hilarious. Well, that, that, I mean, Millsy, I mean, come on, look, Adam Buxton, Walshy. Um, I mean, it's just brilliant, Shappy. Uh, yeah, on. fantastic. Look, and the, the fact is, you're going to give money to the charity and you're mm. going to go and get a comedy night. So, you know, and bless him, old Jezza, who puts these nights on, he works his bum up for these. If I could say bottom on here. No. Um, it's, uh, it's a laughter, it hurts. He's just, he's just the best. And yeah. you've done stuff for him, Charlie. Yeah. You know, he's a- and it's a, great, it's a great venue as well, the Bloomsbury mm. Theatre. Just just nice to be back out there, isn't it, Terry? Just nice to be back out there doing some gigs, seeing people's faces. Yeah. As I said last time, as I said last time when I was talking to uh, Paul and Andy, I said, you know, I've been walking around crying in my pants, and and to get out and not, you know, not be in my pants anymore is lovely. Mm. Wearing your pants and crying as opposed to crying into your pants, which is a bit of (laughs) which is a bit of a strange. Is it carrying a? 
in the crying t- around, crying in the pants. Wear your pants. So it's the Blooms- <laughs> Bloomsbury Theatre, 15 Gordon Street, London's near, not far from Euston, up that way, isn't it? Sort of over that Correct. way. Yes. Correct. Um, so WC1, if you're in London on the 21st of September, that excellent lineup, sensibly priced at £17.50. Uh, for University College Hospital. Halifax away Saturday, Terry. They won't like that, will they? South End team. Um, they do they even know where Halifax is? They'll be, oh, they'll be struggling they Halifax like away it. Saturday. They think it's next to Santander. That's where they think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that now, I just wondered, uh, you, you're the voice of them all, Terry. And uh, oh, yeah. Connor Ben, of course, a fighter these days, son of uh, Nigel. Chris Eubank Jr., son of Chris. Um, yeah. Have you been Have you been trying to perfect the next, sort of the impressions of the next generation? Is there anything you can oh, hook it onto? Well, I think Connor's not like his dad. Is he? Hmm. Connor's different to his dad. But Chris, Christopher, Christopher, and Chris Eubank of a thing. So you know, when you hear him speak, you me every time. By the way, don't you? I do. I get you. I, get, I love it. I just, I love it. It's uncanny. So. I would think this is, this, is, this is the old Christy Bank before he had his teeth done. This is him now with his teeth done, and he sounds like Nelson Mandela. And then his younger son is speaks exactly the same, but slightly slower than his father. Oh. So, so the way, the difference between the two. And then, of course, Nigel. Nigel Betsy's a great Always gets to the point where he can't breathe and runs out of breath. But his son, his son doesn't talk like that. His he son doesn't. talks more like that. Just more like normal, isn't it? You know it what I'm does, saying? Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. He doesn't sound yeah, like he's dead. Pretty brilliant, isn't he? He does. He Terry's brilliant at those, isn't he? Really yeah. specific. Some impressionist. It's really general, isn't it? But yeah. Terry really gets the impressions. Charlie, did you I, ever go down that route? We, Charlie? We've discussed Charlie. this. I've only got like a couple in my locker, and I, I can't. I can't really do Are them. I can like, I can, like do Milton them once. Once you did at school. No, like I can do them mm. once, and then yeah. it just disappears out of my grasp. You know, I can't really do. Who are they? His best one, I know his best one. Yeah. He does a very, very good impression, a uh, very good impression of the bloke who does the voiceover for the Suzuki. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't know who that is. I know he's. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Uh, if uh, he ever steps down, Aaron you could Neville. Get that, Aaron you? Neville's the only one I can do oh, properly. Uh, no, yeah. Could you Aaron go out and do Charlie? Look at these hands. There's no way of knowing. Well, that's good. <laughs> Look at these dreams. There's no way of showing. Oh, wow. I don't know well, well, much, well, well, but well. no, I love you. Oh, very good. That. Can't shut up now. Oh, to know. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? <laughs> We've got Tim Vite going out. Aaron Neville. We've Aaron got, Neville. We've got uh, <laughs> there's Gary, there's Phil, and there's yeah, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be great if uh, Gary Neville couldn't make it. They booked his brother Aaron, and he yeah. did all the stuff with Cara in that style. That would be fantastic. You do your Sean Dyche, Paul. You got your, well, you got I can your only Sean. say. It's your job, by the way. That's all I can do. It's very That's good, it. though, isn't That's it? That's all I've very done. Very good. Oh, I've got another one. Yes. I've got another one. John Fury. Oh, you can who? Sorry? Oh, John. I'll tell John you what, T- Tyson is tough, isn't it? Tyson's a tough imp- impression. Make Tyson stop that. I'm a fight. You sound like I'm a hunting. I walk well. It's Mike Tyson. He's doing Mike Tyson now. It's gone mad, as usually it does. It's got very loose, as it often does when Terry's on. So, I can only see him now walking around Roots Hall with naked, with weeping into a pair of underpants, which is an odd image. Well, we hope Terry. Lovely to talk to you. We hope it goes well. The the gig on the seventeenth. Sorry, the twenty first. Seventeen pound fifty. I was getting confused with the price and the date. Twenty uh, first of September, seven thirty, and um, yeah, good luck at Halifax at the weekend. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, good luck. Good luck with going there as well. <laughs> See you, Terry. Cheers, Dale. I love you, boys. Thank yeah, you very much. There we are, comedian Terry Alderton. That'll be a great us, night out, Paul. John, good John Fury, wasn't Very it? good The John line was Fury. breaking up slightly, but it's, it's Nigel Ben. As he often tells us, he did it. He did it for Nigel. He was yeah. at Do Once, and he did it for Nigel, and everybody was laughing. Nigel was laughing in the room, but afterwards, when he went up to Terry afterwards, didn't find it quite oh, really? as <laughs> Not as, not quite not as, as hoped. <laughs> if you ever do that again, is oh, what really? I think. Yeah, he got... Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Do, I wouldn't want to hear that well, from that, Nigel. Aaron Level, Aaron, Aaron Level, Aaron, Level. Aaron Neville's on line three. <laughs> is that at all possible? <laughs> yes, I don't no, want to do a two, Don't want to do a two no, different. He's still stories. alive. He's still alive. He's yeah, still it's alive. great. Well, as I said, Tim Vine's going out as Plastic Elvis. Yes. Can we do your tribute to Aaron Neville? Uh, I mean, I don't think could it'd be, be a very long popular. Night. Could be a long night. <laughs> we came I mean, up if with he was one, doing one. punditry on Monday Night Football. That might be quite. If they get him in, you know, yeah. David Jones, who we got on tomorrow, David could say, well, Gary could make it tonight. Phil's not available because he's in Miami, so. We bring in Aaron, the third of the Neville brothers. Tracy couldn't make it. New host of uh, Game Day Saturdays is yeah. uh, Aaron Neville. <laughs> That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That you would know, be good. Yeah, sitting next if, to. If uh, we did the, say all the pundits, Sam Matterface and Aaron Neville. Yeah. Well, listen. Look, it's 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 quite niche what you yeah. did there. But thank you for there we it. Are. We I, went for I, it, didn't we? It. There are people out there who love. We that doubled kind down of, on it. People who love that kind of music <laughs> were sitting there thinking, "Is it him? Is he in?" Um, uh, yes, we're also looking for unlikely derbies. Um, oh, yeah. Because um, we mentioned earlier on, or Dave Kidd in The Sun yesterday said that uh, Andorra was about the size of Camberwick Green. <laughs> and we want, when it goes off between yeah. Trumpton and Camberwick Green, I suppose we could end, uh, you know, a reoccurrence of the Trumpton riots that half man, half biscuit. Of course, yeah. Saying about all those years ago. But uh, you're suggesting some other games. A lot, I mean, of, the, a lot of those. Basically, you're coming up with characters. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not MMA, <laughs> it's football. Mary Mungo and Midge against Bagpuss. <laughs> And his mob could be naughty, oh, says Adam. Yeah. Well, you know. In Bagpuss's mob. Think yeah. about Bag, the Bagpuss team. They've got those mice, haven't they? Very busy, sort yeah. of on the wings yeah. and in midfield, haven't they? You yeah, know, got a true. lot of pace. Then they've got that old woodpecker at the back in goal. He, yeah. He's very wise, good player. So good, yeah. That's overseeing it all. Bagpuss in the middle, sort of, you know, just holding himself. Well, he's, he's let himself go a bit and <laughs> put a bit of weight on. The Moomins versus the Magic Roundabout. You are listening to TalkSport, by the way. Uh, Moomins versus the Magic Roundabout, uh, says Lee on the M74. Keep them coming then. We are looking for maybe a few kids' programmes and what would happen when the teams matched up off the back of that Campbellwick Green reference. Our thanks to Terry. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We're off to Geneva to find out why. Um, almost certainly we're going to be facing World Cups every two years it's a bleak prospect isn't it I said to you earlier Paul it's like ice cream for every dinner or something isn't it yeah. it's just too much of a good thing it would make it a lot less special it would take away the achievement of winning you'd, mm. w- you'd win for a shorter amount of time yeah. by the time you've won it you'll be re-qualifying for the next one what happens to the Euros? What happens to the African Cup of Nations? All those things. The Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup. All those things. It, it, it diminishes it. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah, I know. It's it's a crazy That's idea. my opinion. It's, among some of the stuff that, that the FIFA are coming up with, there are good ideas. Mm. That's just a very bad one. So why not pick out the good stuff? But um, Maybe it's one of those ones that that's the headline one. Well, so everyone yeah. talks about that one and there's another one they're sort of sneaking in under the wire well, you know. anything worse than a World <laughs> Cup every two years that, that that takes some doing but the feeling is um, as Martin Lipton who's been over there listening to all this will tell us the feeling is that you know there is a push towards it and the way the voting system works at FIFA these days after everything that went on before mm. means that uh, a lot of smaller nations that would be very much for this 
We'll vote for it, and um, it's, it's a good money, chance money, it will isn't it? It's always money, Paul, isn't it? It's always if they can make more money, I think. Anyway, currently it's every four years, so get it while you can. And mm. uh, Jordan Pickford, the England keeper, will be back in goal tomorrow night for the game against Poland. Our own Faker Others has been uh, chatting to Jordan and began by asking him uh, how he's gone about improving his game. I just felt I could improve off the pitch with the mentality side, the psychology side, and I, th- I always thought that was... Something I never needed in the game for myself, but I think that then you realise when you start getting a bit older, there's opportunities to become better. And um, I felt like that was always good when I started using Jamie. It was a, a great, um, great time to use him, and it just gave me that structure and that that uh, straight, narrow-minded really um, to become better and be myself. It's all about being yourself. Um, when you're away from home, being yourself, and when you're off football, being yourself, being the best Jordan Pickford on the pitch and the best Jordan Pickford at home. Well, the sports psychologist you know, he's worked with, is, 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 it's worked, isn't it? Because yeah. he looks a much calmer presence, which helps the back four and helps him. I, I still maintain that that Van Dyke tackle was a real kind of epiphany to him, a real turning point, because I think he must have realised that could have been me. Mm-hmm. I could have been out for six, eight months. I could have done that to myself. That recklessness in that moment... Um, wasn't helping him as a keeper. There seemed to be a sort of excess energy about him, didn't yeah. they? So he didn't have that calm that you needed. He's also grown his hair, Paul, which I think, think that, makes him look more grown up. You think that's and helped? I think that's helped him. Okay. Not, not, not only from an out, outside point of view, yeah. you know. But he's, he is, I think you're seeing a, a different keeper. He's developed as yeah. a keeper. He's getting older. Well, anyway. The, the, what was always thrown at him was that it was too short, wasn't it? That was always the... What, the hair? No, no, that he was too oh, short. Okay. Uh, to, to be a top-level goalkeeper. You do seem to be fixating on his I'm hair. I'm not on the hair. Are you his barber? <laughs> no, that he was, was he, 6'1", 6'2". Hmm. It was always seen as slightly too short to be top-level goalkeeper, but he makes up for that yeah. now in positioning and all sorts, doesn't he? Playing very well. Anyway, yeah. you can hear the full interview with Jordan Pickford, Fake Rathers, asking the question. On drive with Andy Goldstein and Darren Goff from uh, four o'clock this afternoon. Lovely stuff. Um, the Fraggle Rock v Sesame Street derby was called off when they discovered a uh, Crouchy in the Big Bird costume. That's what's being told. This has been suggested by who? Yeah, yeah. And this is uh, Dan. Okay. You know, they, this is they, because so... um, the size of Andorra was uh, likened uh, in the Sun by Dave Kidd to uh, Camberwick Green. He said. Yes. Uh, a nation about the size of Camberwick Green, so we shouldn't get too carried away. A lot of people more interested in who's going to fight each other in these yeah, in these games. It's you know. the fans. Yeah, um, the sooty and sweep away at Button Moon always has a bit of needle. Kev imagines it on Soccer Saturday, so the Wombles <laughs> playing away at Balamore. What's the story so far, Jeff? Yeah, thank you, Kev, for that. Very nice. And yeah, this is nice. nice. Uh, what about the Clangers versus the Wombles? The new culture club versus the crazy gang, says <laughs> Thomas Fuller. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just trying to think of Sweeney versus his minder although that's a whole that's great Matt this in is Glasgow still bad blood between the sides following the acrimonious transfer of Waterman and allegations of match fixing <laughs> match fixing by player manager Daly yeah, that's not, very not many people play for both clubs do they the minder yeah. and Sweeney great fictional football matches um, so uh, do give us more of those yeah uh, thanks to Charlie Baker for signing my talk sport book on oh, yes. Saturday. Not while you were flanked at the latrines. No, no, I was going to tell you about this. So I did a gig Saturday night in Walton-on-Thames. Lovely gig there. Um, and uh, at the end of the gig, someone came up to me and said, will you sign my book, Charlie? Yeah. I was like, yeah, of course I will. What book is it? Because I've never written a book. <laughs> Paul, 
just asked one, to sign one around book and book, yeah. The Alan Prost autobiography. No, no. No, <laughs> no it was the TalkSport book. Ah, uh, which w- one? The, the most recent, not, not the lists oh, okay. one. The other one, fifth, whatever it is, of 20 years of TalkSport. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Probably still available in the TalkSport shop. Yeah. Asked me to sign it. I said, you do know I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in it. And he went, I'll oh, sign it anyway. So he clearly takes yeah, it was to lo- the gig. Yeah, he's a lovely, lovely man. Lo- it was very nice to meet him. Thank you very much for coming to say yeah, hello. Yeah. And he, lo- he loves you, Paul. Does he? Think, oh, thinks you're... Pre- Everyone loves you, Paul. Stop Everyone it. who comes up oh, to you... stop Everyone it. who comes up to you and talks about this radio station, just oh, we love Paul. Just because you did 20 minutes, Aaron Neville, you don't have to start <laughs> sucking up to me. In case you missed it in the first hour. We got... Basically, did you need me to carry set. on? I could do... <laughs> he, did, he did the whole set. He did Judy Garland at the Carnegie Hall, but as Aaron Neville did the whole thing. So, uh, do keep those coming. Have you flanked at the latrines? Charlie was telling us he was the other yeah. day. He's led us back down this... Rather unsavoury route. Um, I was once at a boxing show um, at the old Starlight Rooms in Enfield Town. I remember Ooh, it well, Matt, the Spurs fan. You used to saw Tommy Cooper there. Did you? Talk me through the Starlight Rooms. Sensation. Well, it was under the stand at Enfield's old ground. It was basically a, a nightclub uh, venue. Yeah, oh, lovely. And, uh, you know, all, all the stars went there over the years of yeah. a certain era. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's no longer there. You saw Tommy Cooper there? Yes, I did. Did yeah, he yeah. do the thing? He used to send his, he used to send his son out. If he was late for a gig, he used mm. to send his son to go behind the curtain and just poke the curtain. Oh, no. What he did... And, he, and then he'd just go... While he was setting up, he'd go... Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> poke the curtain. And, of course, the audience are crying yeah. with laughter. He did ba- ah, He did the ah. first five minutes just to... Uh, basically, in the dark. He couldn't see the stage. Just voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Where he claimed that he was still in the dressing room. <laughs> I can't find the door. Oh. There's the door. Yeah, oh, I'm mean, in the wardrobe. Exactly. Did all that. So by the time he's on, you're in love. Ridiculous. Brilliant. Anyway, uh, I was answering From this. Exeter. Um, boxer Dennis Andrews was handing out the trophies. Me and my mate went to get an autograph of Dennis's as he went into the toilet. We then saw him disappear into a cubicle and lock the door. And my mate said... Can we have your autograph, please? <laughs> uh, and he said, slide the pen and paper under the door. Obviously, oh, a man God. who d- couldn't hang around for long. <laughs> so, uh, Julie, we did that, and we got the autograph. Wow. That's a bit of a weird way of getting one. There's yeah. a nice one here um, from Stuart in Canterbury. I, I met uh, Barry McGuigan in a gym changing room when he was training Freddie Flintoff for his boxing bout. All right. Uh, I asked him how it was going, expecting him just to say, yeah, okay, thanks. Mm. But he then proceeded to tell me in great detail about the full training oh, right. programme. Not, not the brush-off, the, he the, was the, put, the oh, rundown. No. Oh, wow. Barry gave him, uh, gave him the lot. The problem was he'd thrown his towel over his shoulder and was standing there naked <laughs> with his 50-year-old body in prime condition compared to my 20-year-old poorly conditioned oh, yeah. body uh, so there we are thank you very much for I that, once Stuart. had to get changed with Peter Andre Paul did and, you and it came to the time you know Peter's known for his sort of six his pack abs, and yeah, chiseled right. look yeah and it came to the moment we had to both take our shirts off <laughs> I was like oh I don't want to do this really <laughs> not next to not now next to Peter Andre I take it that are they still in he hadn't let himself He's go at that still got it Paul still got it what yeah. a nice man as well yeah. why, all were, the, all the, all why the were you taking your shirt off in the company of Peter Andre <laughs> I'd, won, a... I'd won it in a raffle <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic so a box of milk tray <laughs> or take your shirt off in the company of Peter Andre I was going to put it back in but you know, I yeah. thought no, it's fine. I'll take so, it. So seriously, what, what were you doing? Oh, I was you... just I was doing a, a quiz show, and he was on it as well. And oh. We were sharing a dressing room. Okay. So uh, yeah, that was it. And that's the end of the story. That, do you often uh, share? I just wondered in the world of showbiz, do you often yeah. share dressing rooms? It Paul, I was on it, so it wasn't like a very high level quiz show. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm on it, it's not going to be the best one you can ex- get I, in. See, I think on most quiz shows, you'd have your own dressing room. <laughs> 
possibly with your name on the front. This, they're you, like a communal one. You'd think Peter Andre would have had his own dressing room. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, Maybe he are. did, but they said, look, it's either Charlie gets changed or he changes in the toilet. So Peter being the man he is said, no, bring him in here. We'll say we're sharing it. Don't make him feel bad about himself. Well, anyway, flanked at the latrines, uh, the fictional f- football matchups after the Camberwick Green and Dora comparison. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, apart from talking about a World Cup every two years, uh, the England coach Gareth Southgate uh, has been uh, chatting about Robert Lewandowski, the Poland striker. He scored in every game he's played in this season for club and country, but the England boss is adamant that Poland aren't a one-man team. Any team is going to miss a player of that calibre and um, he is one of one of the best finishes in, in European football. So we've got to prepare for what he brings to the team but also we know that they have other strong players and they gave us a really good game at Wembley that night pushed us right to the end so yes we, we yes we prepare some specifics around Lewandowski but the whole the whole team we've got to be uh, ready for there we are, that game live on uh, Talk Sport tomorrow night, of course, and you'll hear more of that interview, if more from Gareth Southgate and from Jordan Pickford in drive with Andy Goldstein and Darren Goff at four. Assuming there'll be eleven changes again, Paul, from the year. Uh, yes, I would imagine. You think, yeah, you'll see. You'll see pretty much the team that played. Although Jude Bellingham looked absolutely fantastic. He played well, didn't he? Yeah. Future Ballon d'Or in my mind, Paul. Is I've it? never picked one have, before. Have, have you I thought out? Tommy Tynan might have won it one year. He was fantastic <laughs> for Torquay. He was even better for Plymouth Argyle. But they so often get overlooked in the just Ballon overlooked d'Or. for the Ballon d'Or that year. More. They really get down to the Ballon d'Or judge, uh, judging. It's real shame, you know. Shame. Rodney Jack was so good one year that yeah. I thought he'd be up for it, but absolutely not. Um, we are being, you're telling us about some of the big derbies after Andorra was uh, compared in size to Camberwick Green by mm. Dave Kidd in the Sun. 
Uh, Hi, Paul and Charlie. Sorry, the biggest TV matchup has to be the derby between Blue Peter and Magpie. Yeah, lovely. There's, well, there's some, there's some yes. incorrect information in oh, this one. Okay. And it certainly is one for the teenagers, isn't you it? Do you remember <laughs> Magpie, love this Charlie? N- no, I remember no. Blue Peter's still on, isn't it? But Magpie was ITV, wasn't it? The tussle between those defensive maestros of Biddy Baxter... She was the producer, yeah. wasn't she? And Fred Dynage. Fred Dynage, never in Magpie, I'm oh, afraid. In Howe. In Howe. And that came that. from Paul, the painter in Letchworth. Is that the are, fumes Paul. have gone to his head? There we are. Paul, Paul, let me finish it. The matchup of Val Singleton and Jenny Hanley is going with. But it's, it's. I mean, you're obviously of a certain age, Paul. I think you've, you've, I think you've lost Charlie there. <laughs> no, no, no. I remember the you names remember, ring a bell. Remember, you know, yeah, he could have had Bastable. He could have had Robinson. He could oh. have had Boyd. He had <laughs> options, and he went down the Dynage route. Shep. Shep yeah. was the dog, wasn't it? Yeah, the Shep blue was, Peter. Yeah, that, yeah, he certainly the dog was could have run on the pitch. I'm used to that sort of thing. Yeah, and Shep. Um, yeah, what else? Sooty and sweet, but way up Button Moon, um, says uh, Liam. Always has a bit of need. All stems from the fact that neither team, neither team will talk to each other. Yeah. You can imagine Sooty at the toss, you know, <laughs> saying, have a good game, Sooty, <laughs> nothing back. To nothing talk to all. me. Stop whispering in his ear and talk to me like a man. Sue there giving him a little pep talk That's in his right, ear. Yeah. Who'd be the, the kind of dog of war in midfield would be Butch, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. He'd when he turned up, yeah. right in, wouldn't he? Sooty done for disrepute with his watering pistol. Yeah, that's you true. <laughs> but anyway, just some of the things that are never, never going to happen. Hey, Paul, AFC filed are on the lookout for a new general manager. Oh yeah, and um, they, don't, they don't pull their punches. Places like AFC filed hmm. the coasters. This is the advert part. part the coasters. That's what they are. Yeah, the coasters. Oh wow. Part, part of the uh, part of their advert. This is this is a hands-on role and requires hands-on leadership from the front. So delegators and office dwellers, please don't apply. <laughs> if not already apparent, we are not a Premiership club. Therefore, every penny and every fan has to be fought for and respected. Very good. Mm. You'll need to be proactive in your approach to everything. We work hard at Filed, so again, don't apply if you are looking for a work-life balance <laughs> or have to pick the kids up from school twice a week at 3.30. Is that what they've said That's in the That's what they've ad? said in the ad, Paul. So they know they want. Right. They know what type of person they want, don't they? Right. You know, that's to be the new general manager of AFC Files. You're going to apply? Can you see yourself in that role, Charlie? No, I don't think it's for me. I don't think I could do the commute. Well, well, yeah. And I do have to pick the kids up now and again. Yeah, you certainly so do. So I'm already out. Oh, well. So if you do fancy that job, if you have no work-life balance and can't, <laughs> don't have any kids to pick up from school. Who do they want to do it? You see I yourself, don't want any work-life balance. You see yourself sitting in a porter cabinet filed at quarter to 11 at night, <laughs> then that's the job for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it. The money's good. I don't know. I don't know. They haven't put. A, they haven't oh. put. And if you want to know about money, don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you come in here for the money, yeah. If it, actually, if you want the job, we don't want you. <laughs> We're actively looking for someone who doesn't want the job. Is it going to make the? Yeah. Anyway, we'll move we are. On. Good luck. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, normally if you get fans of uh, a team together, they'll get chatting about the great kits of mm-hmm. the past, won't they? The ones yeah. we loved, the ones we hated, the ones we couldn't believe the club ever <laughs> brought out. And uh, tapping into that with uh, various famous faces and more uh, is our next guest who has launched the Football Kit Memories podcast. Oh, lovely. Quite a great idea. Craig McFarlane is the man behind it. Hi, Craig. How you doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, We're good. good. Yeah. So just explain, for those who haven't heard, explain the, the format. Sure thing, yeah. So Football Kit Memories, it's the football podcast that gets under the shirt. So what I do is I speak to somebody that's well-known, got a bit of profile in football, 
speak to them a bit about their career up front. And then um, what we do is ask them to pick their three favourite shirts or three shirts that mean something to them. We kind of explore their relationship with football through the prism of those shirts. Wow, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, I De- suppose- Desert Island Kits, I was Desert- calling yeah, it earlier it's on. Very it's, good. It's, it's very that, good. It's certainly of that school. <laughs> the, um, who's your team, Craig? Uh, so I'm a Celtic and a Scotland fan. Okay, oh, and have you, it, okay. have you got... It's in, I mean, You've t- got the green and white hoops or the green and white hoops well, I mean, or the green and white hoops. They stray now and again, <laughs> Celtic. The width of the stripes may differ yeah. now and again, but essentially you, you've... But, I mean, it, it gets tied in with eras, doesn't it? It yeah. gets tied and in sponsor, with... Sponsor, who am I saying? I'm seeing C.R. Smith you're seeing, in my head you're seeing on the front of Celtic. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, well, I mean, that ages you, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> it depends when you're watching football. Mm. <laughs> But very much so. It's very tied to the history, isn't it? So with Celtic, yeah, it's, it's a good example where you can't really stray too much from the design, otherwise the fans get a bit upset. Yeah. I mean, the people, as I said, you can have a lovely kit, but when the team stunk, you know, you can have a, you could lose a cup mm. final, but have the kit you love the most. So you can be conflicted, can't you, with success on the pitch and the kit they were wearing at the time. Yeah, you're totally right. And also, like, you can have a really bad kit and also win something in that kit and it then becomes special and quite valuable to people as well. So it's kind of, Really dependent on a lot of factors, really. Yeah, and that that whole market, that whole kind of replica shirt market, is it's so much. Yeah. If you want, really, there's very few of the old vintage kits, the ones that you remember fondly, that you can't pick up. Normally, it's a couple of companies, of course, that that, that let's, let's name them. They were particularly they were particularly popular in the summer, weren't they? Of course, because the around the England kit, because everybody yeah. felt the England kit was too expensive. But it, so it's great that they're readily available because you know there was a time when when they weren't and you couldn't you you know you'd have to actually have the original kit and find it and there was no eBay to find it mm. on, so it was a bit of a holy grail. Exactly right, yeah, and also you've got companies as well that sell the actual kind of originals from the mm. era as well. So you actually have your kind of like your Adidas, your Umbro shirts that you can still get in the eighties and nineties as well. You just yeah. got to spend a little bit of money, unfortunately. It's a big collectibles, yeah. The classic football shirts, well, as we know, it's a big, it's a big collectibles market, isn't it? These they're quite expensive. You're after very rare stuff. Most definitely, and there's a huge community out there as well on kind of Instagram and Twitter as well. It's something I've been, you know, really lucky to kind of be a part of too. I suppose the uh, advent of of names being on shirts means you can have the actual shirt that you know that the players played in that you re- that you remember is that the match worn shirt the match with worn the you know you see back. all that on eBay don't you and especially yeah. I, I support lower lower league football and you can actually find for pretty cheap the actual shirt that a, a random player or a or a lesser known player uh, played in. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's, it's that thing where one man's junk is another man's treasure, isn't mm-hmm. it? So, you know, what means something to you, you're prepared to spend a lot of money on. Whereas, you know, I wouldn't be looking on eBay for a low league team because that's not my team. You know, it's it's kind of, I think that's what's special about the podcast. It's mm-hmm. people's own individual memories that, that, that make it interesting. So mm-hmm. what are some of the guests, you've, the, the guests you've had and the and the kits that have been special to them? Give us an example. Oh, sure. Um, so look, I've spoken to all sorts of people, you know, broadcasters, journalists, like ex-players. I've spoken to... Pat Nevin, Sam Delaney, um, I've spoken to um, quite a few different people now. Um, And I think some of the shirts, as I say, they're very kind of personal to people. Um, I think some of the more interesting stuff, like Pat Nevin, for instance, he bought out a box from his attic and started picking out these shirts that he said he hadn't seen in 20 years and (laughs) stuff that he just kept up there and wasn't bothered about. And for the first time, he was kind of thinking, well, actually, I've got this amazing collection and 
being Pat Nevin, he picked what he called a very hipster choice, which was a, a DDR away shirt, I think, that he swapped with somebody for Scotland under 21's game in the 80s, which was quite interesting. Mm. Very Pat Nevin, that one. The other game is... The other game is... Oh, I'm, oh. I'm coming back at myself. There he is. The Say other game. Yes, the other game is... The other game is... <laughs> falling off a cliff. Uh, where you see... You uh, think of a player, don't you? Or you see a shirt and yeah, you made it yes. think of the player in Very it. Very much. So you'll see a certain era of, of football shirt and it's, it's almost like Tina straight Asprey. away. That's right. It comes it's <laughs> yeah. straight away. You think of... You can only ever see one player in it. Totally right. I think that the, Tino Spree one, the, the Newcastle home shirt, the um, the kind of rugby one with the Grande collar, yeah. I think that's been chosen three or four times. Really? Guess. People seem to love that one. And it's a real kind of like epoch of the premiership, isn't it? That 95, 96 season, Keegan's mm. nearly men kind of stuff. People love all that stuff, don't they? What would be, okay, we, we can just give you one. What would be your one then, Craig? If uh, if you could just, I know you, you give them three and the story behind it, but is there one, sure. there one for you? Do you know what? It's not a hugely valuable one, but it's one that's quite difficult to get hold of. Um, I'm a massive Scotland fan, mm. and uh, I was there the night that James McFadden scored that goal against France, where we beat mm. pa- uh, France in Paris. Yeah. And that shirt is kind of white with like this blue saltire on it. It's not a great shirt, you know, not particularly nice design or whatever, but like I was saying earlier, that just means so much. I really do wish I had that in my collection. So if you know anybody out there that has it, please do send it around. <laughs> is, it a, is it a difficult one? Is it, it is a very difficult one to track down, is it? Seemingly, it's just a bit rare. I've never seen it for sale anywhere. And if it is for sale, it doesn't seem to um, keep very well. It didn't seem to wash very well. So a lot of the stuff will be peeling off and things. I don't really want to. Yeah, it's it's interesting because a white shirt, I'm looking at it now with a a light blue sort of sort of on the the front um, with a light blue sort of collar and sleeve and the the Scotland badge sort of in the middle. It's a bit bit of a mishmash shirt, isn't it? With a number under the sort of a strange shirt. Exactly. It's a bit of a mess, I think, design-wise, but just, you know, something that special, it just means so much to so many Scotland supporters, including myself. So, yeah, I'd love to have that one. I had the replica um, Crown Paints Liverpool kit as a very, Ooh, very right. small boy before oh, right. I discovered Talkie United lived, were up the road. When you were glory hunting? Well, no, when I was just when I was like eight. <laughs> when I was like eight. When I was four, and, and that kit for me, I mean, yeah. the Craig Johnston, Jan, that's the, Jan that's Mulby, the player you think Jim of. Beglin, yeah, you know, yeah. that that era mm. for me is that a classic Liverpool. Is, red. What's your favourite Torquay shirt, Charlie? What's the what era? Ooh. Is there one you'd cover? There's a purple one that's on. It's for sale on eBay at the moment. Actually, that is. You're waiting for it to come down. It's right? pretty. Well, it's <laughs> very low at the moment, but I know it'll go up pretty high. But the the best one is the is it's yellow and and it's the wet the the day the dog ran on the pitch. That Rotterlock kit yes. is just pure perfect Torquay kit so yeah that 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 would be the one but none of them exist because no one kept them anymore you know then no one used to keep them in the other and nobody day, so. does and nobody they does. or they get cut up and used as training shirts the following year and no so. one does a replica of it no no, one does a replica i'm sure they do year. somewhere yeah you can get a toffs version from the 60s but the you know same, it's not yeah. the same no mine would no. be just i mean it was very much like the home shirt now it, yeah it, it was when i first started going as a kid and yeah. they wore it you know predominantly for about another 12 years which was just a is it a white long sleeve cotton top with a small cockerel? Well, on I think it's that, isn't that, it? Is that, that was it? It's that, what when you when you get turned on when you sort of switched on to football. It's yeah. it's ah, oh, it's that, isn't it? You come online, yeah. like yeah, got it. But yeah. then you get something like Tottenham's new away kit. I mean, it, yeah, it, when you first saw it, you thought, my goodness, what a monstrosity! It looked like Osebisa were back on tour. It's just an incredible. <laughs> have you you seen this thing? It's like it's it's, it's Neil deGrasse Tyson's come up with it. It's like looking into another <laughs> cosmos. 
But it's gone mad, Craig. It's sold out three or four times, and I've seen people wearing it at games, and it looks good. It's it, it it's a it was a bit cosmic, literally, but it's worked fantastically well. So sometimes a first look at something, you'll feel different about it later. Mm. And like I say, you know, it depends on how this season goes, etc. It might become more special. They have this concept as well of they call them future grails, like future holy grails, where a shirt will come out and it might grow on you, but then it might become exceedingly rare in the next few years as well and obviously become really expensive to get. So if you've got a feeling that you like it, I'd recommend you picking it up. Yeah, well, you yeah. do. You do well now. I wish I'd bought oh, shirt salesman. I wish I'd bought that brown one when it came out. All they, they had a brown one <laughs> Did for they? Europe and the Coventry City kit. But as well. it was that just was it, yeah. brown and brown, gold. Yeah. It, was a, it was a nice shirt, but I should have. Oh, I should have moved. Anyway, that'll teach me. Uh, look, Craig, all the best with the podcast. Who you got coming Thanks, up next? Uh, this Friday, I've got a fashion designer called Ian Tricky based in Accrington. He does some really cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's new episodes every Friday. Um, just make sure you give me a follow on Instagram and on Twitter. Give it a search. We're available on Apple, Spotify and Acast. Nice one. Football Kit Memories, it's called. Thanks very much, Craig. Nice one, guys. Thanks a lot. There we yeah. are, Craig McFarland. There. It does, doesn't it? It just takes you there. You it can, you can you see it. You can be at the game. You know, I just think when I see that show, I see, I see Mullers. I see my old mate Alan Mullery. Do you, the yeah. first man I see. He wasn't the first player I saw wearing it, but I, didn't, yeah. I just I just see him in that in that white shirt. Or Stevie Perriman, of course, that would be that oh, sort yeah, of era. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, great, great era as well. Yeah. But stylish as well then, you see, isn't it? Just before hmm. the nylon really kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> he discovered right. we can print anything on nylon. Footballers <laughs> were playing very thick cotton shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. all. You've got that 70s of rough polyester yeah. angle as well indeed yeah. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport there we are that was this afternoon show uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow yeah, I'll tell you already uh, in the bag is Max Whitlock oh fantastic fresh from Soccer Aid gold medal winning uh, a gymnast he'll be joining us uh, what else we got? Andy Hamilton, very funny man, oh, writer, comedian. Funny, yeah, great stuff. Uh, David Jones from Sky, the man has to keep uh, Roy Keane in check every <laughs> Sunday. We can't be easy. Tim Vickery, after all the madness in Brazil Fantastic. and Argentina uh, last week. That'll be an interesting chat. So, uh, if you can join us, we'll be building up to the England game. We're here from one. If you can't, podcast available at around 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.